Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. A trailer fire resulted in the death of a girl and trauma for the entire family. The entire thing was blamed on the bad influence of Beavis and Butthead. But was it really so simple or was something fishy going on here? So tomorrow, after years and years of no content, a new Beavis and Butthead movie is finally dropping on Paramount+. This reminded me of a topic that I had wanted to make a video about for quite some time now. I'm sure you all know of Beavis and Butthead, or at least I'm sure those of you in the US do. Not really sure how popular it was in other countries, if at all. But it is an adult-oriented cartoon about two teenage boys who get into shenanigans and offer their commentary on music videos and later on reality shows and stuff like that. Well, one of these shenanigans would become a running gag, and that running gag became the subject of today's topic. And that would be the fire-related jokes in particular. Many times throughout the earlier seasons of the show, Beavis would show a fascination with fire. Sometimes he would go on to chant what would eventually become his catchphrase. Fire! 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 But sometimes he would even actively burn things on screen, and other times they would straight up cause massive explosions, in a cartoonish fashion, of course. Our story today begins in Moraine, Ohio, in September of 1993. A mother, Darcy Burke, was living in a trailer park with her boyfriend, her son, Austin Messner, who was five years old, and her daughter, Jessica, who was two years old. It was in this low-income area in a suburb of Dayton where Darcy was working seven days a week, sometimes up to 12 hours a day, she says. She was routinely pretty exhausted, so she wasn't pleased when her son started acting up. Now, moving forward, almost all of this information about this incident is coming from Darcy, and only Darcy, whose credibility will become, let's say, dubious at best. So, take it with a grain of salt for now. Darcy one night said that she caught her son watching Beavis and Butthead on TV. She claimed that he was very influenced by the show, and she was pretty frightened about the effect it was having on him. I noticed my lighter and knives were coming up missing, she later said, remembering those days. He started running around the house, laughing, uh huh huh, in the manner of the two cartoon characters. I didn't like the way he was laughing. It sent chills up my spine. Okay, I'm sorry, but the, the hyperbole there is a, a little too much. She was apparently so shook by the incident and the missing lighter and knives that she even took her son's bedroom door off the hinges so that she could keep a better eye on him. Then, just a few weeks later, on October 6th of 1993, Darcy was awoken from her sleep to a shocking scene. Her trailer was on fire, completely ablaze. It is alleged that Austin Messner, the five-year-old son, had taken a cigarette lighter and caught the home on fire. Firefighters were immediately called, but the family had to evacuate the home as fast as possible. There was smoke everywhere. I tried to make it past my bedroom door, but the flames were too much. I had to jump out my window. When I got out, I realized that the flames had made their way to Jessica's room, said Darcy. Austin, Darcy, and her boyfriend Steve were all able to flee the home, but Jessica, the two-year-old daughter, wouldn't be so lucky. She tragically passed away in the fire. 
The fire department arrived relatively quickly, but it was too late anyway. It took less than 15 minutes for the entire home to completely burn to the ground. Darcy immediately remembered the fire-related episodes of Beavis and Butthead that she said she had saw her son watching. In fact, she now started claiming that her son had watched one of the fire-related episodes immediately before the incident. It wasn't long before she was placing the blame for the incident solely on Beavis and Butthead, the showrunners, and MTV. She said that the cartoon promoted playing with fire as being fun and cool. She informed the police about this as well. It wasn't too long before the police chief, Chief Sigler, made a statement on the episode of the show, saying, According to the mother, right after that she caught him playing with matches. When you take a child in the formative years and you get these cartoon characters saying it's fun to play with fire, this is going to stick in that kid's mind and it's going to be with him for a long time, he said. He was obsessed with Beavis and Butthead. Uh, every time that he watched them, uh, he would try to mimic what they'd done uh, to the point where he started playing with matches and a lighter. It didn't take too long for MTV to fly into a full-on panic and go into disaster control mode. Although they refused to admit fault for the incident, they did proceed to go on with a full-on overhaul of the show regardless. The show originally aired at 7pm, so the network moved the time slot to 10.30pm and vowed to never air the show any earlier than that from then on. Not only that, but they cut all references to fire from the early episodes. They didn't just make new edits of the episodes, they completely altered the master tapes themselves. They even decided to take a few episodes out of circulation entirely, like the episode Stewart's House, where they accidentally blow up Stewart's house and Way Down Mexico Way, where the boys try to buy some M80s in Mexico. However, the episode that was blamed for the tragedy was one called Comedians, the first episode of the third season. In this episode, Beavis and Butthead burned down a comedy club after trying to light some newspapers on fire and juggle them. It was notably fire-related and likely the most recently aired episode containing a fire gag. Censorship quickly became the topic for entertainment news programs. I think they are smart if they did that, if they pull it out. I mean, little kids shouldn't be influenced that much by TV, and if they do, they should ban it. Many of them interviewed fans of the show, haters of the show, and impartial members of the public, asking them their opinion about the censorship. It probably wouldn't be as funny, I guess. You know, that's probably what makes it what it is, is these crazy things that they do to these, you know, the teenagers that seem to appeal to the show. No. I think they should leave it the way it is. I don't think it's MTV's fault at all. I think it's the parents' fault for maybe letting kids like five years old watching this show. Some reporters took a lighter stance and just wanted the show to tone it down. Many people feel the show goes way too far, and they're fighting for a kinder and gentler Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> In a later interview with Mike Judge himself, the creator of the show, he stated that he isn't even sure if those older episodes still exist in their uncensored form. That's how far MTV went to remove this stain from their past. It is still possible to find these early episodes, but they're ripped from VHS recordings and aren't really in the best quality. Eventually, referencing the censorship became a gag on the show itself, with Beavis often referencing the fire fire catchphrase by saying words that were cheekily similar, such as when he yelled fryer fryer when making french fries. Fryer fryer fryer. <laughs> he would also act as if he wasn't even allowed to utter the word entirely, like saying, 
Liar, 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 pants on. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> As time went on, Darcy struggled to raise Austin, and their relationship became strained, to say the least. Growing up, when I was disciplining him, he always thought it reflected back to that day. I don't blame him because he was five years old. I would just tell him, Austin, you didn't try to kill your sister. It was an accident, Darcy said, remembering those days. She tried to get Austin into counseling, which she did, but she didn't feel that it had much of a positive effect. In fact, it was actually the opposite. The more he had to talk about it, the worse he got, she said. Austin grew up, though, and appears to be functioning just fine. He still lives in Ohio with his girlfriend. Except for a phone call once in a while, here and there, he doesn't have contact with his mother. She believes it's because the incident still haunts him. However, that may not be the reason he's disgusted with her. Over time, people started noticing and pointing out that things didn't really add up. Neighbors of Austin and Darcy at the time said that the family didn't even have cable. They couldn't have been watching MTV. Not only that, but people started questioning the timeline. The episode Comedians aired a full month before the incident, which contradicted Darcy's claims that he was watching it right before he set the fire. She also had initially claimed that she was sleeping and woke up to the fire already in progress, meaning that she wouldn't have known what he was watching immediately beforehand. People understandably also questioned why a five-year-old was allowed to watch this cartoon aimed at adults in the first place. Even though adult cartoons were relatively new at the time, the show was clearly marketed towards adults. Disclaimers were shown before each airing, and the rating system was clear. Even if all of those things were missed, even watching the show for a few moments would show that it wasn't aimed at children. Naturally, people began to wonder why Darcy connected this whole thing to Beavis and Butthead in the first place, especially when Austin wouldn't have been and couldn't have been even watching the show. Well, here's what I was able to come up with. Just a few months prior to the incident, there was another incident in another Ohio town in which the cartoon was blamed for a fire that three girls started after watching the show. In one episode, one of the boys set fire to the other's hair after lighting spray from an aerosol can. The girls tried that out themselves, setting some clothes in their bedroom on fire and damaging the home. It's very likely that being so recent and so local that Darcy would have heard about this on the news. It could be that she just wanted to jump on the bandwagon and kind of use the show to deflect from her bad parenting. I mean, that's just my theory, but I think with the timing, it makes a lot of sense, and I think this next part here is going to expand upon that a little bit. Austin Messner wasn't the biggest fan of social media and didn't tend to keep any accounts of his own. But in 2008, he came clean on the incident through a friend's Instagram account. This is where he shed some light on the fire, saying, I literally never saw the cartoon. How could I? It was 1993, my mom was a drug addict, and we lived in a trailer park. We couldn't afford cable. My mom called the news before the fire department. For the longest time, Austin didn't really care to speak out on the incident. Naturally, it was very traumatic for him. But after some thought, he wanted the people who created the show to hear his side of the story. He wanted all of those involved to know that they had no involvement in the crime, just in case they felt guilty about the whole thing on some level. He made it clear that he has never seen an episode of the show, and still hasn't to this day. 
So, that's the story about the time Beavis and Butthead got blamed for a trailer fire and the media went into hysterics about violence in cartoons and censorship. I'd like to say that censorship isn't as much of a problem now, especially with streaming platforms having more freedom about what they can say, but censorship issues are still out there. People are still getting outraged about these things to this day, I mean, maybe to a lesser degree, but it's happening. Anyway, uh, give the new movie a watch, I guess. Uh, I'll probably be watching it today or tomorrow, after this video comes out anyway. Once again, this has been your host, Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting, and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week. Have a good night.